0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Loi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Gin and Tonic blog. Every week on this show, we dive deep into an aspect of food in Malaysia, from speaking to chefs and restaurateurs about their restaurants, to exploring the origins of certain dishes, to geeking out over tasty discussions with food friends or experts. On this week's show, we're speaking with Huan Su San, the founder of CookHouse, a company dedicated to creating shared kitchen spaces around the Klang Valley. Now, most of you have probably heard of co-working spaces, Well, cookhouse is the F&B equivalent of a co-working space, a co-cooking space, if you will. They cater to budding food entrepreneurs looking to set up a space while mitigating their overheads and startup costs, or established F&B brands seeking to expand their operations. Since cloud kitchens and shared spaces are increasingly becoming a thing, this conversation with Susan is certainly a very current and insightful one. So, without further ado, here's Huen Susan. Welcome onto the show, Susan.
0: Hi, Jun. Thanks so much for the introduction.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. So, um, for those who have not heard of Cook House or, or don't really know who you are, um, can you give us a short introduction to yourself and your business?
0: Uh, Okay, so I'm Susan, founder of Cookhouse, and I've been involved in several uh, other businesses that's also involved in F&B as well as hospitality. Uh, I started out in construction actually, Uh, still doing to date. I'm a cement specialist, but at the same time, we also have a small uh, group where we can do our own projects. So after construction, I somehow managed to dabble into F&B. It was on a holiday where I tasted some Korean dessert, snow ice or bingsu to be exact, in Hong Mm. Kong. Uh, And at that time, I thought it would be a good idea to bring it to KL. And so actually, that's how we started with Han Bing. Mm. And I think the timing was right at that time. And uh, Korean food was really picking up in Malaysia. So the brand grew quickly. Uh, And together with my Korean partner, we decided that we should also bring Korean barbecue uh, to Malaysia. So we actually the master franchise of uh, Korean barbecue, two Korean barbecue brands from Korea. Um, one thing led to another. So we have uh, up to 10 outlets and then we build up two central kitchens, one halal and uh, one non-halal. As I was building the kitchens, actually, I the central kitchens actually to be exact, I, I found it to be, very um, heavy on the k side, owning all sorts of equipment as well that was uh, really expensive and it really um, slowed down our growth in, in terms of expanding outlets to more locations. But uh, centralized kitchen was, uh, as it's really like a must because that's where we control our sources, we control the ingredients, source, the quality of all that uh, and also our Korean master chefs are based in the central kitchen um so took away from that and then i also run glasshouse as a boutique which is an event space so we've had uh, quite a lot of events for the past 5 years mm. very much less in the last year
1: <laughs> yeah for but, sure
0: <laughs> yeah but cookhouse is actually something that's uh, I think a collection of the experiences that I've had growing my own uh, F&B business, as well as my own setting yeah. up my own central kitchens, and also running events in Glass House.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so, that's that's super wide. Like from being a cement specialist to uh, running a Korean bingsu cafe to running Glass House. All these experiences must have like combined all together to yeah. contribute towards Cookhouse, right?
0: And it definitely helps that we can. ahead and build our own thing (laughs) that whatever vision that we had in mind yeah we could also uh, do that with the construction team Mm. so yeah actually before COVID-19 started or before I knew what it was uh, we were already uh, renovating our factory in Sunway PGS3 to do the first cookhouse Uh, it just so happened that when COVID-19 or when the pandemic or lockdown in Malaysia was announced um, we were about 95% complete at that time. So before that, you know, we had different strategies with uh, how we want to introduce what Cloud Kitchen was to the market and, you know, start to educate the market in, in Malaysia about Cloud Kitchens and shared kitchen spaces. Mm. But I think we benefited from the lockdown because at that time, people didn't know what to expect. Uh, definitely, I think most of the F&B, including myself, was not prepared for <laughs> the <to> lockdown yeah. <laughs> when it happened. So thankfully, we were ninety-five percent complete at that time, and we had photographs already ready uh, taken. So we put up the website and practically launched a uh, cookhouse during the first lockdown in Malaysia. So when we opened back and people could travel, like during RMCO, and could do visits, so we started showing uh, food entrepreneurs and businesses our premises uh, and we started i think last year in june we welcomed mm. our first uh, residence into cookhouse
1: mm, yeah so i guess to give the listeners an idea of what cookhouse is about it's, it's a place where usually like small businesses or small food um, entrepreneurs would come in and share this kitchen space so they can do their prep they can do their packaging and whatnot and use that as a cloud kitchen to um, sell their products to to their customers, right?
0: Yeah, we are able to cater to a very wide range of uh, food producers or food entrepreneurs. So they are the small uh, startup or business owners that maybe before this or during the pandemic, they were doing uh, from their home, cooking from their home, selling online, uh, doing pre-orders and taking orders from their home. So when their capacity grows and they're not able to support you know like freezer storage chiller storage, or even maybe oven capacity, so moving into a place like cookhouse uh, of course it's also one level up to commercialize or formalize their business rather than from home so sometimes it's inconvenient for people to pick up food or for you to give your address away every time you are sending away mm. food as well uh, of course um Besides the smaller businesses, we also support existing businesses who are already established in their next uh, growth. So let's say it could be somebody that's looking for a centralized location to maybe produce or do food prep or sources for their food trucks or maybe support their other outlets. So in CookHouse, we actually also provide equipment and a range of services. So our equipment have bulk cooking equipment, we have vegetable prep machines, we have dough sheeters, mm. um, more bulk production things that you typically won't own if you are operating a single restaurant.
1: Right, right. So it's almost as if it's also for those businesses who are looking to scale up and maybe yes. have like a sort of central kitchen, but instead of building up and kitting out their own central kitchen, they will come to Cookhouse. Yes,
0: that was the part that Again, uh, from my experience setting up my own central kitchen, we ended up with like, you know, meat slices and you don't use so much of that, you know, in the day-to-day. So it is really something that could be shared. Mm. Uh, And the Malaysian community, I think maybe worldwide, was really accepting towards the shared economy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Airbnb also is a concept that totally... (laughs) But now it's just uh, the norm and everybody's accepted it and... Uh, most importantly, I think, experience the value that came from, you know, having a shared office, uh, co-working office, or even sharing a ride on RAM. Who would have thought, I think 10 years ago, we'll jump into a stranger's car?
1: Yeah, and, and was there any other business out there that you took inspiration from?
0: Definitely, um, I had to do a lot of research before jumping into this. It was quite a huge investment, but um overseas there's been commissary kitchens it doesn't sound very nice compared to cloud kitchens <laughs> last time i mean before food delivery existed uh, or online food businesses thrive there were already commissary kitchens i think uh especially in the west where people came in to share kitchens and they probably used it for half a day or for catering for food markets and all mm-hmm. sorts of reasons i think um and they have been thriving or have been sustainable for many years, more than 10 years ago. And the reason for that could be because there was very stringent and, you know, hygiene safety kind of guidelines overseas where people can't cook from home. Yeah. So I think that also showed that it is a resilient and sustainable as well as I think valuable um, type of solution for food providers of food mm. producers. So mm. with that uh, knowledge in mind, I, I was more confident that you know we could do the same and offer the same service in in Malaysia, and there would be food producers that found value in that.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it seems like there, there's been quite a few residents, well, upcoming like food businesses that that have been residents at, at Cookhouse, and I've heard of a few of these like uh, Bang Bang Sourdough, and there was also Halo Donuts, which it seems like a a big success story of yours um could you speak about some some of these uh partners or residents that have been at cookhouse before we continue our conversation we are going to take a quick break stay with us you're listening to breaking bread on bfm 89.9 Welcome back to Breaking Bread. I've been speaking to Huan Susan, who is the founder of Cookhouse, a co-cooking space looking to shake up the F&B industry in Malaysia. We've been talking about the genesis of her business and what Cookhouse is all about, but let's hear about some examples of businesses and brands that have thrived under her company. It seems like there, there's been quite a few residents, well, upcoming like, food businesses that, that have been residents at Cookhouse. And I've heard of a few of these, like uh, Bing Bing Sourdough, and there was also Halo Donuts, which uh, seems like a, a big success story of yours. Um, could you speak about some, some of these uh, partners or residents that have been at Cookhouse?
0: Okay, so the most recent th- th- that you mentioned um, Bing Bing, so they are actually not from Clang Valley. Um, they actually came over to bake and do a run a pop-up in cookhouse they came over with you know their starter and baked and because they had many customers that actually have been ordering online from them from clang valley and they would send the breads over um, on the plane <laughs>
1: yeah. oh wow
0: yeah so they have quite a following in in KL and they thought that for their anniversary they would like to explore uh baking out of Cookhouse and selling out of Cookhouse. I think um, everything went well, I would think. <laughs> so <laughs> they actually had uh, also signed up for installing. There was a Pasa Seloka. Yeah, so they signed up for that. I think it was a plan for a two-week-long event. And they baked out of Cookhouse to supply to the, to the Pasa Seloka. Mm. Yeah, and then MCO hit. And I think Starling was in the hype list. So they had to stop. Uh, and so they quickly, you know, uh, changed the plans. There were already a lot of orders from their fans. Mm. So uh, then they just popped back up from Cookhouse
1: where people come to collect. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so are they now there for the medium term?
0: Oh, they had their last
1: day yesterday. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you, if you want to get anything from Bengby, you need to wait for the next time. Or you can order <laughs> online. Yeah, so we have a very efficient uh, delivery system as well from Plantan. So, yeah, but I hope they'll be back. Um, mm-hmm. We'll let you guys know.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, so so when these residents come, do you personally have a lot of uh, food trials and, and you get food from them as well?
0: Oh, that's definitely one of our perks. <laughs> <laughs> team. Yeah, definitely that's one of the perks working in Cookhouse.
1: uh. How, how much is your um, occupancy now, actually, for the three locations that you have right right now? Yeah.
0: So we have different uh, occupancies across the different locations. Uh, we are more full in Sunway. Uh, and in Taman Tuna, I would say now we are still less than half, as well as in 17. So mm. we have a range of uh, different kind of uh, packages for rental. Uh, right now, we have uh, those kind of on demand, daily or weekly. So for two hundred ringgit a day, you could actually come up and use uh, cookhouse and all our facilities,
1: yeah. um,
0: as well as rentals that I was talking about. You know, occupancies. We have actually one year terms or six month terms. So those actually come with uh, more complete uh, services that would include. Freezer storage, chiller storage, dry storage, and we also have our cookhouse staff, internal staff who will assist you. If you need extra kitchen hand, uh, we have people who are ready.
1: Mm, and are these packages all available throughout your three outlets right now?
0: Yes, they are available to the three
1: outlets. Uh, so are the three outlets, are they pretty similar to each other or do they have different functionalities?
0: They are different um, because in every cookhouse that we develop, we really look at the community that we are catering for. So not every food producer is the same. So at Sunway, uh, we are actually catering to startups. I think the startups, whether like Halo Donut or others, they would benefit a lot more from a lower rental. So we are located in PGS3, which is just after the tunnel in front of Sunway Pyramid. So, over there, you still get the community of Subang and Sunway, but the rental in the industrial area is much lower. Mm. So, rentals there, I mean, for long term rentals, for the one year term, the, the monthly uh, commitment is only 900 ringgit per person per month. And that includes utilities.
1: Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty affordable. It's yeah.
0: very affordable. I mean, of course, um, if you have two persons in your team, it would be nine hundred times two. But that's because something like a gym. The more people you have, the more gas, electricity, the more space you would take up. Yeah. But we've tried really hard in some way to push it to the bare minimum and lowest possible uh, starting point for residents. And in Tamantu, uh, we cater to more premium. Uh, establishments or maybe bigger establishments so we have combi ovens there, we have blast freezer there, we have a coke deck oven which is like the Swiss Swiss German uh, oven with steam Mm. and basically it's more expensive to rent in Tamantu but you get uh, a different kind of setup. and in section 17 uh, we are doing non-halal food so we really wanted to keep it very clear from the start. So when we first started with Sunway, we actually turned down many inquiries that was doing uh, pork or you know alcohol related. Um, but in Seventeen, so we can do take non halal residents there.
1: Mm and and I see on your website you also have two more locations planned uh yes. upcoming openings and one of them really intrigued me which is the Jalan Ipoh one because you bill <laughs> it as the artisans playground, playground right yeah. and it's an invite only uh cookhouse which which is so curious yeah tell tell me more about that
0: Um so yeah the term artisans playground because that's really what we intend to be and in any playground we need to have toys so there are many expensive toys um, that will be <laughs> featured in the artisans playground. Uh, it would be like you would expect to see a Josper grill, a dry ager.
1: Uh, oh, wow!
0: Wood-fired brick oven, pizza oven, um, fancy ovens. Uh, ah. also, also, like a roaster, coffee roaster machine.
1: Ah. Wow, and what what kind of businesses would you expect to to be at your artisans' playground?
0: Then? So over here, we are targeting people who are building their crafts. So targeting artisans, people who who really want to um, improve their skills or export their skills. And at the same time, I think this kind of equipment is very expensive. So if you were to start off at, uh, as a barista and you have your own cafe, I think even the espresso machine is going to set you back quite a bit in your investment. It'll, it'll take a long time before you are able to even explore roasting your own beans and coming up with your own profile and blend. So we try to have this uh, concept and it actually expedites the process. It makes it more affordable, um, more I think more inviting and giving more opportunity to different food producers to actually uh, hone their craft. Yeah, mm. and bring their food to the next level. Um, right.
1: And, yeah. and what's the timeline like for, for this location as well as the uh, GMBB one?
0: Yeah, we are looking at September for Growers Market. Uh, before this, I think it was later in April. We have some delays during the second MCO as well, now the third. <laughs> <laughs> and Bukit Bintang will be opening in June. So that's pretty quick in about two weeks. Ah. So we at, for Bukit Bintang, the concept is different. Uh, we are looking at food businesses who basically want to target the office crowd. So Bukit Bintang GMBB uh, is quite strategically located because it can also reach KL Central within the 5K radius, as well as KLCC and Mm. the whole Bukit Bintang or TRX area.
1: Right. Well, I, I, I really like that, you know, there are different themes for each location.
0: It would never be a one fit all.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool.
0: But with the newer locations, starting from the one at 17, we are now uh, going to the hybrid uh, cloud kitchen with dining as well. So like in 17, we have uh, 240 packs uh, dining capacity. We will have a, a smaller dining in, in Bukit Bintang, but in the artisan's playground, we can cater up to 400 people.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: so it's going to be a huge space. And the whole idea is for you to be able to look at new showcase now. Yeah, and yeah, it'll just be a whole playground. Wow. <laughs> the public can go and participate and really see the artisans and craftsmen at work. I think it is very different now in food business compared to maybe 20 years ago when I was still studying, it wasn't really sexy to be a chef. But now it's totally different. And yeah. people are like celebrities in their own right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is such a different industry. And uh yeah, from, from the sounds of it, you have kind of like big plans for, for a cookhouse. So I love to hear about what you have planned for the future from I guess like two perspectives one in the short term with the MCO uh, coming up how are you gonna get over that hump and also like long term do you plan to expand to other regions uh, other countries beyond Malaysia
0: yeah so for the current MCO we've got our hands full so we've actually managed to push out our web app for delivery um, just I think three four days ago so we are very busy on that and we are happy to say it's running now. So currently the pilot site is at 17 but I think in the next week or so we'll have that open to other locations as well. So people can order delivery or takeaway from
1: that. Oh. Oh that's pretty so, fortunate yeah. timing with the MCO I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and for the longer term of course I hope that uh, you know as online delivery pick up as well in other states of Malaysia definitely already in Penang and Johor um, but I think it's still slower uptake in the other states uh, definitely Cookhouse would love to you know be able to offer our services over there
1: mm. and and do you have a five ten year plan where there's a Singapore cook house or like a Thailand Cookhouse?
0: I mean we've been asked that and That is definitely something that we'll consider in the future. But right now, we've just got our hands full in Clang Valley trying to, um, you know, put up the best strategic locations for our different food entrepreneurs that's coming to CookHouse. Like actually to develop more of the services that we can offer to them when they join CookHouse.
1: Mm, yeah, it seems like you're building a really strong community, a strong base. Yeah.
0: We've been planning our launch for our new uh, locations for a long time now, but we've not had a chance to do it. Uh, we, we've decided we got to wait until the COVID numbers are down. So thank God we have vaccination now. But um, later on, we'll be having some exciting uh, programs or that we'll be running alongside our launch in Cookhouse in Valley for 17, Tamantun, as well as town Oh, cool. And
1: of course,
0: the artisan playground.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, looking forward to, to those uh, happenings. Cool. Well, thanks so much. Thanks so much for your time and for uh, sharing with us today, Susan.
0: Thanks, June, for the opportunity to talk to you and uh, share more about Cook House with all your listeners.
1: That is all for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or on the BFM app. And if you're hungry for more food news and fun recipes, you can keep up to date with me on Instagram. I'm at Tonic, that's J-U-N dot A-N-D dot T-O-N-I-C. This is Jun signing off. You've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9.